Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing today? Good morning, good morning. Happy whatever day this is. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> good morning. All right. Guys, All right. <laughs> happy happy. we are here. We are here. Business in digital. Let's get the intro kicked off. <laughs> Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Your Business in Digital. I'm Tamara Moulubi, and here at Your Business in Digital is where we really help you translate what you need to do in digital. What are you doing offline that really works? Uh, how do you translate those business goals to really achieve them through your digital marketing efforts? And we've been doing this show for uh, a few months now, and it has been awesome. We've had some amazing guests. We've had some amazing conversations. So go back, check out some of the videos from before, and learn how to really operate your small business in digital. Lots of lots of great information. So here is the recap from last last show. In the last show, we talked a lot about optimization. Now, this was one of my favorite topics because optimization is really the heart of the digital marketing, right? Uh, it's where you get to understand what is working, what's not working, and you get to tweak and find that. I like to call it your magic formula for your business, right? Digital marketing isn't magic, but there is a magic formula for your business. So I think it's important that you pay attention to that. Understand and what's working and how can you keep tweaking it to get to maximum ROI. So in the last show, we talked about, you know, we explained what optimization really was, right? It's really that finding those efficiencies within your business. We talked about why it's important. It's important because it really helps you to increase your return on investment. You are spending a lot of money on digital probably as a small business. So you want to see that return and optimization helps you to get to better returns. Where do you get started with digital with marketing optimization? You get started by evaluating, right? You want, want to understand where are you in this current state? Do you have those baseline numbers? What are your benchmarks? So it starts with evaluation and then it kind of leads up. You evaluate some more, right? Because then you start evaluating the strategies. So understanding your benchmarks, your current state, we you know how many people are coming to your website, how many people on social media have given you their email address, understanding some of those metrics, those numbers that are important to you, your benchmarks. Um, the other thing we talked about is what are examples of digital marketing optimization? SEO optimization, content optimization, right? Um, social media post optimization, ad optimization. So within all your platforms and channels, depending on what your strategies are, there's an opportunity to optimize pretty much everything. So if you have a clear plan on what you're working on, you should be able to say, hey, these ads, I'm getting a good click-through rate, but no one is giving me their email address. So there's an opportunity to optimize maybe the landing page, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So what you want to think about, too, are really the stages of optimization. Start looking at the metrics. What are those right insights? What are the numbers you should be looking at? What do those numbers tell you? Right. And then how do you build out a plan? And then how do you go back and retest, look at the plan again and look to see what's working and pull those things out and start optimizing? So optimization could be a lot of fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it can also take a lot of time. But I'm telling you, once you get to that magic number, that magic formula for your business, it could be game changing. And that's where you really get to that place of, hey, I am making X amount of revenue. 10% of my revenue is coming from digital. And I've been able to optimize things to that point. So brought the team back in. Guys, what did you think about our conversation last week about optimization, last week on Monday about optimization? <laughs> so important, so very important. Um, you know, I, I, like that on Monday, we talked about, you know, the fact that yeah, there's your goal, there's your strategy, there's your plan, and then there's reality. And that's where optimization lives. So, you know, it's not that anything is wrong. It's about honing in more and more to your ideal customer, to what they need to see, to the path that they take. And yes, as you said, that's the ongoing work that you have to do with marketing. I thought a big part of it too was intentional, being intentional about what you're doing and why, what's your why behind it. And that will help you to remain consistent and to keep doing it for a sustainably long period of time. You know, what I like, what I liked about the optimization topic is that it's actually something that business owners, you, you do it in your regular business anyway. When you have your product or service, you're constantly tweaking the offering. You're constantly checking feedback to see, okay, the customers like this. And you, 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 are you actually doing it on a product or service? You're just shifting that mindset now to your digital marketing and just applying different, I mean, the, the tweaking is different, but the, the concept and the thought process is the same. So it's just asking you to take that thought process to the digital marketing. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to give some. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. We're already doing it, but we don't call it optimization, right? <laughs> we just don't put that label on it. So I want you guys to think about optimization. If you're working with an agency, especially, right, how are they optimizing the strategies to get things to the next level? Uh, and that's something that we do here really well at Monoband Digital is helping businesses get to the next level through optimization. Most times when businesses come in, they're already selling to someone, they're already doing well enough. So we're just looking to see how do we take and find those efficiencies online and really help you get to that next level of business. So uh, optimization, Optimization, optimization. You know, I love to say things three times. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> oh, okay, Peter Juice. Okay, Peter Juice. <laughs> you know, I, I've never seen that. I've never even seen that movie. <laughs> but don't you know, that's digress this morning. Don't, yeah, don't, let's not, not. Let's not. Let me. Let me. Let me do my. Let me do my homework. <laughs> all right. So, <clears throat> so first of all, we have to get you guys to subscribe. Check us out. Follow us. Listen to us on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Uh, we are definitely trying to grow our audience on YouTube. So subscribe to YouTube if you're not there. Tell another small business about this show, right? This is where we are, again, helping you to translate what you do offline already into digital and start. you can start seeing that those goals being achieved through digital marketing. We, we get that it's difficult, right? So check us out on YouTube. Check us out on LinkedIn at Your Business and Digital. Check us out on Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, and Google, all the places that podcasts show up. We are there making sure that we're distributing this content to everyone. So definitely, definitely connect with us. The other thing we want you to do is, you know, to get to that place of optimization, you need to understand it's a part of the a part of the process. You have to understand where your business is currently. You have to understand those benchmarks because if you don't understand that, it's going to be hard to move forward. So if you're working with an agency and at this point you don't understand where you started off, then how do you understand where you're growing to, right? So take our quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. It's 
scan the QR code, take the quiz. If you do not, if you can't scan the QR code, that's okay. Check us out on YouTube. Go to the link. The link for the quiz will be in the description. Take the quiz. <laughs> It'll definitely give you an understanding of where you are currently in your online presence and can kind of help you give you a little bit of a blueprint of where you should be going. While working with an agency, these are still things that you need to understand as a business so that you can have that full overview of all the things that are being worked on for your business to help you achieve your business goals, right? So I did the homework, guys. <laughs> I'm going to give myself a round of applause. <laughs> I would have if, if you didn't. I would have. I would have. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. So, you know, let's move on to our next uh, segment. Hot topic. <laughs> I should have gone with the cheering one first, not the crowd shock. <laughs> I think crowd shock com comes after. I'm working through the sound effects. So, all right, Michael, this is all you. We're going to leave you to it. Go in. Hot topics. What are we talking about today? We are talking about blue check marks again, but we're not talking Twitter. We're talking <laughs> Gmail, actually, this morning. So we're talking Google. And Gmail is now set to see new blue text appearing next to brand profiles in the inbox. So this is something that started back in 2021. They called it brand identicator, brand indicators for message identi identification. I don't know who came up with that long term, but that's what it is. BIMI, right? Not to be confirmed with BIM, right? But BIMI. So they've launched this and they've built upon this. It's a brand verification process. Now they've come with the most robust brand verification it requires that your logo be registered with a vmc and this means that your logo needs to be trademarked so you cannot get this blue check mark if your logo has not been trademarked so that's a level of security that we have not seen from the other platforms so far in terms of getting this blue check mark now why this is relevant and important is because we're talking gmail we're talking you know, we know we have a double opt-in process that we ask customers to double opt-in to make sure that our emails reach them. But now this is a visual to say that, hey, this is actually from Monovan Digital. This is actually from your virtual CFO. Now, in a space like email, <clears throat> which is prone to a lot of fraud, a lot of scams, this may make a big difference to your brand recognition. So Google has jumped on it. Meta has jumped on it. Twitter, of course, has made a mess of it, but blue check marks have come to are coming and we'll probably see them continue to roll out by platform, but it's here at Google. So that's a hot topic this morning. It's Google Workspace. It's available to anyone with Google Workspace. They have not gone in and done like, you know, the whole verified and legacy and all of that. Once you have a Google Workspace, you can even get it as a personal user but it requires this level of authentication. And that VMC that they're talking about is a verified mark certificate. That's what that stands for. I don't make up these acronyms, but this is what it stands for. And it just basically means that your logo must be trademarked before you get to, you, you can even apply for this, this thing. So in Google, you're not paying. You're already paying for your Google workspace. You're going to get, you can get that blue check mark. And of course it's going to, help with establishing credibility when you show up in an inbox and you can help protect your brand identity. I want to add here that I think what we're seeing with the blue check marks is across the board is brand verification. That's the discussion that we're having, that there's a lot of impersonation around there and you need to look at 
not only just verifying your brand, but ensuring that your brand has not been copied fraudulently and represented fraudulently. I recently read an article about someone who was almost charged for a crime, only to realize that they had set up an entire illusion of having a bank. Got actually, you know, went the full route and when they, they arrested him, brought him in for questioning, he's like, oh, you saw 200,000 in my account. And they were like, wait, this isn't real? And even they didn't know. So that's the level to which, you know, there is that, that possibility. As your brand grows, it becomes a bigger target for fraud. So make sure and do regular checks and regular verification where possible. That's the hot topic this morning. Blue check marks at Google. What do you all think? I I am shocked. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. And I haven't had enough coffee like, for this conversation. And I would say that, you know, when you're reading, when you're reading your email, so we we we're talking about the, you know. Does the blue check mark actually give me a verification? Is it does it still mean the same thing to the customer? Of course, you know, the whole Twitter situation has kind of muddied the waters. But I'm projecting that, you know, I'm a fan of email marketing. And if I am scanning my email, a blue yep. check mark would stand out quite a lot in my feed, right? And there's no question that it's a verified account it's coming from. Um, yeah. I've had, I've had, you know, my wife asked me, oh, I got this email and I'm like, can you open to see where the from is? And it looks, you know, the address looks like, yes, it's from whoever. But as soon as we open it, I show, well, no, you see the actual email that it's coming from is something else. Right. So it's having that blue check mark could, could be a game, could be a game changer for some brands. Definitely. If you're in an industry that is prone to a lot of fraud, a lot of scams. This is something you, you you must do. Absolutely. I love, and I think it's good for small businesses too, right? It's a huge opportunity for them to get that competitive advantage because getting a verified trademark uh, is not that difficult. It takes a little bit of time, uh, but it's not a difficult process. You can work with a lawyer to get it done. You can probably do it on your own. Um, you know, probably better to work with a lawyer. <laughs> but I think it's something that everyone can aspire to. Uh, and then the fact that Google's not charging for it. And Email, we understand that email is where a lot of sales happen as well, too, right? From a product standpoint, from a service standpoint, there's a lot of communication that goes back and forth to, through email. Uh, and it's important to not hit the junk mail, especially if you're in the middle of some type of proposal, some, some type of conversation. So I think there is a real, it gives small businesses a competitive advantage if they can consider getting a trademark. And that's something that as a business, you should be thinking about anyway, right? We have our go beyond the likes trademarked <laughs> you know what i mean and working on getting others done as well too because we understand the value of our assets um and so yeah i think you know we use google we use google suite we use google workspace so i'm like all right what do we need to do <laughs> let's get it done yeah so i i want that type of verification over a twitter over uh um over Instagram, Facebook, whatever the case may be, because we spend a lot of time functioning in that Google space uh, across the board, right? YouTube, everything that we do is, a, there's a lot of Google in there. And not, not to add to the mix, but so Meta's had their issues with their verification process. They have seen a whole host of fraudulent activity 
you know, coming into to that because of the verification process. So I love that Google has one made it free and two has a verification that requires that legal action first. So it is, as I said, the most robust or strongest verification out there at this point in time, but that we are looking at verification by platform. It's absolutely here. Um, expect that if you're going to see it on the platforms that you operate more and more, you're probably going to see it come up more and more. And it will be a difference between platform, whether you're paying for it and what's the verification process. If it actually does give you more visibility is still a question mark, but definitely it's going to, it's still going to signal very quickly, visually that you are verified and you are who you say you are. Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, there's no additional charge for it, but you know, for us here in the Caribbean, that yes. trademark conversation. That's a difficult conversation. A lot of small business owners don't think about it and they do, and because it's very costly. So from our perspective, that's a prohibitive thing for a lot of small business owners to consider. I myself am trying, I am considering trademarking um, my, you know, my images and stuff, but it's, you know, it's a prohibitive process. Um, I don't know how easy it is in the States, but I know for sure it's costly here. It's prohibitive and so I appreciate it's free. I, when, you get, when you get it done and you go to Gmail, it, it'll be free. But I could see um, it might be, I, I could see a slow adoption over here. I think I could a slower, a slower adoption for anybody. Because first of all, you have to get them to think about the trademark. And as I say, they're not they're not thinking about it as yet. We start businesses, we get we get the graphic designers to do the to do the um logos quickly, yes. But many of business owners that I speak to, they don't consider it. Um they don't consider it as early as they should, I think. Well, but it's a stage of business too, right? So you right. really start considering that at a different stage of business. So if you're talking one, two years in, you're maybe not considering that at this point. But if you're talking to a business that has been established for a while, doing the work, putting in the work, there's value for them to do that. Right. So and that, and you, that's the thing. Some of them not doing it. They're, they're, they're reaching heights. And you'll be surprised to know how many of them not considering it, you know, and they just rely well, on it. I think it happens, it happens in the U.S. as well, too, right? So I, I don't want you to make it just a Caribbean problem. It's not just a Caribbean problem. A lot of businesses don't, a lot of business don't even register their businesses as well in the U.S. That's a whole other conversation. That's a, that's a, that's a problem as how to people view their businesses. And then where do you start as a business? When do you step into start starting to look to say, I need a lawyer. I need a, I need a legal conversation. So Michelle, I know you have some stuff to add. Go ahead. Uh, (laughs) I I was just thinking one, I don't think I've had enough coffee for this conversation yet, but two, I think this is, you know, a topic for us to bring a guest on to to really uh, pull the thread on this conversation because we we've spoken about this before and how important it is to protect your business. And this is not only in an area of protecting your business, but also it can be prohibitive as a revenue stream if you are not protecting your business. And that's what what, what I'm thinking about as I'm listening to Michael talk about this. And that, you know, also some a, a lot of other security measures, because like Michael went before I, I open an email, I'm looking at what the URL is and I'm trying to verify those things and not click on the link. And that's a whole other security kind of conversation that we need to have eventually. But it is that it, it, it's complicated. And I think that's my takeaway from this. It's another thing that's important for us to consider as we're trying to protect and grow our business. And is that important to us? It is. I can't think of any business that that's not important. And now that we're in this digital space, I, I'm just going to 
any businesses asking themselves, you know, is this worth the time and effort? They, it does not compare to the damage, the cost of the damage that a false profile or presence can do. It will mean that you have to literally revamp your whole brand presence to separate yourself. So there's no cost trade-off in my mind, no time trade-off. That's, that's, you know, the destruction of my brand reputation. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. I think that's how we need to lean into it, right? So, Andrew, I think you've valid points, but we need to lean into it as that in this digital age, right, that brand reputation, if you had to start to build it over again from scratch, it costs so much, so much more when we're looking at, you know what I mean? Hey, if we need to save for this in the next few years, if we needed to start this, what are the steps, right? The barriers in most things are people not understanding the steps in the process. So where can I start off? What is the poor man trademark? What gets me to places that gets me to the next level? And then just like a business, if there is a cost, a major cost, you plan for it, right? <laughs> you say, hey, <laughs> we're going to plan for this. And, and it has to become a part of the plan. So I think we have an opportunity. Number one, Michelle, you're spot on. We got to bring somebody to talk about it. So I have a guest in mind <laughs> working on it. Uh, and then two, we now need to make, put this in a, at the forefront of our conversations, right? To get people thinking about it, because if they're not thinking about it, how are we saying, hey, this is something you should be thinking about. This is the next level. You've been in business four or five years. Here's the cost. This is what it looks like. You should start thinking about this because this is going to be important, especially going forward in the digital age. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think business owners need to adjust their thinking a little bit and understand that you have to start planning for these things. You know, they, they, I think a lot of people think, it, I don't know if, it's, if they think it's too fancy or they think they don't need it, but um, I don't think they, they spend enough time thinking about, just like you said, the cost of, of not having it. I think they focus a lot on the cost of how much it will cost to do, but nobody's thinking about the cost of not doing. It's an investment in the math, maths. I'm sorry, the, you know, with my time, with lost revenue, the the your reputation, and then your entry. Uh, it is going to be a barrier to entry, and a barrier to sale if if you don't consider it and plan into it. It's got to be part of your plan from the infancy of your company and where you insert it. You know, and then you have to plan for the the longevity of, like you said, Tamara, of how long it takes to actually get it from application time to the actual approval and, and, and um, provision of it. So it is, it is something that you can't just wake up tomorrow and say, I'm just going to go ahead and get that copyright and that trademark done because it's not that simple. It's not like you go up the street and get a driver's license. It doesn't work that way. So you have to plan into it. Well, I didn't think my hot topic was so hot, but it was hot. Thank you, all. thank you. All. So, let us know if you're listening on the podcast. Definitely, let us know what you think. Let us know if that Google check mark has come across your view. If you've, you know, already made use of it, or if you're considering it, let us know what your thoughts are. Drop it. Yeah. Okay. So I have one thing to tell you guys about the hot topics. This is really slowly becoming my favorite segment. So Andrea, you know, you did the hot topic the other day on envelope stuffing, right? So yeah. I, I watch CNBC a lot. So that's the business channel in the mm -hmm. U S 
I'm watching CNBC and I'm like, there's this show called Last Call. And I'm like, oh, what is he talking about today? Because they're bringing on like an entrepreneur who is, you know, doing something amazing in the world. And I'm like, oh, let me check this out. This could be great. You know, like maybe we can use it for our hot topics. Guess who it was? <laughs> the lady that did the envelope. <laughs> it was the same hot topic that we did the week before. And I was like... <laughs> In that moment, I was just like, oh, my God, relevant. So, so on time. It was. You didn't say CNBC, you late. <laughs> late to the party. Get it you first here in your business and digital. Get it first here. <laughs> we just did this show. So it was mind-blowing to me. Um, I was super excited about it in the moment. Call us, CNBC. We're ahead of the game. Call us. <laughs> So I needed to say that. So that's what's happening in our hot topic section. We are so far ahead of the game. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> congratulations to the show, guys. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> everyone's applauding. I love it. <laughs> All right. So we are moving on to. Oh my goodness, I did the wrong, not the wrong thing, but I put up the wrong slide for those of you on the podcast. We always have slides. So if you get a chance to check out the uh, the YouTube, awesome. If not, you know, we'll talk you through it. So we are in one of our favorite segments. <laughs> oh, beyond the lights. <laughs> that worked really fine, right? <laughs> I did the voiceover. I did the boom <laughs> all at once. We should get that recorded. <laughs> and for those of you checking me out, see my cup, <laughs> see my sweatshirt. <laughs> All the right. swag is available. <laughs> on the likes tag. Purchase as well. <laughs> Absolutely. We all monetize. She's the mana band that's going to monetize that. So, you know, I need to get off the store. So, trademark, by the way. <laughs> Always be selling. Always be selling. So today we are talking about consistency and seven reasons why content consistency is so critical to your digital marketing strategies. And I mean, this week or in the last two weeks, I have been talking to clients and I've been talking to um I'm working on this. There's this training program I'm a part of. So I've been talking to one of the business uh, owners in the program. And, you know, I, as I've talked to them, what I started to understand was the issue. They all struggled with the same issue and it's consistency. They all understood that there was, they were all making sales. They're all, you know, whether it's their service, their product, but where they struggled the most was just being consistent in their marketing efforts. And, understanding the things that drove them sales. So they, they know exactly the blueprint. They understand their magic formula, but would not be consistent. And I was just like, man, we need to talk about consistencies today because I know it is a struggle sometimes for you to be consistent in your digital marketing efforts. So I thought, you know, I said, you know what, this is the perfect time for us to bring it <laughs> to the table. I feel like we can share some of our stories of, uh, you know, how we have been consistent, as, of course, while talking about some of the benefits of being consistent. So guys, I'm going to kick it over to you to just kind of even <laughs> touch on the conversation around consistency. <laughs> we'll need to say that the struggle is real. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. Look, I said it three times there, so you know. Struggle is real. Okay. <laughs> I'm there with you. I'm there with you. The struggle, the struggle is so real. It, I might, I, I struggle with it. 
and and I'd love to hear your point. That I'd love to talk about these points about how we could keep being consistent. But I like that we're doing it after we spoke on what we spoke about Monday because really and truly they both go hand in hand, right? If you're, you it doesn't make sense optimizing if you're not being consistent. You have to be consistent first, you know, in order to have something to optimize. I guess does that make sense? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, first, you know, the first step uh, to this, what, 12-step program is admitting that you have a problem, and therefore, hello, I'm Michelle Gordon, I have a problem with being consistent in specific areas in social media specifically, you know, but I think we all have our places where we're on the money day in and day out, that we, we turn and burn, and it's, it's as natural as we breathe, as we know our name, and no matter what, we're going to to be on the money with a couple of things consistently and then there's some other areas where we're consistently inconsistent we're hit or miss in in some areas and if we I, I i keep saying to myself if i could just fine tune this just one little area and make one more step toward it gain that practice and, and have that become be in my muscle memory then you know, I'll add one more thing. And I find sometimes I'm taking on too much at one time that I'm trying to add to my formula. And that's where I, I run into my issues. That's where I run into my problems. So it is, it's so, interesting. So you're not the first one. Right? A formula. You have probably a book of formulas and a book of things to add. And then it's four books and five books and it's all the formulas. So, you know, my question is really, are you cons do you are you doing what it takes to consistently drive the business forward? And are you seeing more business, right? Because maybe some of the things, other things you want to be consistent with are not things that you even need to bother with at this point in time, right? It's is posting on social media relevant, you know, on Instagram relevant to driving you more business, or are the things that you're doing already getting you business? And then maybe it's that focus of consistency in that area. Um I, we definitely had to pull back and we understand that this show drives us business. When we're doing this show, we are in front of everyone. We top of mind. I mean, yesterday I got a call and it was just like, Hey, I have a business question for you. I was like, I love business questions. <laughs> it just, it means, and it, it, it walks itself into an opportunity because we're here, we're consistently here. Um, and so I think sometimes it's taking the pressure off and understanding where do I really need to be consistent and what formula am I fine tuning? Cause I hear, I heard that as well too. One of the, one of the people I was talking to, um, she said to me, she's like, I have books and books and books and books that she's written all her notes about the formula. And I was just like, okay, so let's pull back. And we kind of got to the basics. She has a skincare line. And I was like, well, what, when, when you are selling, what sells when I do reviews? Okay. <laughs> How many reviews have you shared this month? Right. Because that's going to be a direct impact to your sales. If you make, you know, $2,000 one month and the next month you're making, you know, $400, what changed? Where did you need to be consistent? So we broke it down and it got really, she overcomplicated it because she understands her winning formula for getting to the sale. Are there other things she could be more consistent with? 100%, I'm sure. But it's the consistency of the thing that is working 
that you need to focus on and not the consistency of the other things. And we get bogged down in digital marketing with all the other things, right? I need to post on Instagram, this idea that in my mind, I'm like, I get that Instagram exists, <laughs> but I'm like, eh, because it doesn't drive me business. So do I need to be consistent? Do I want to see pretty posts on Instagram from Monoband Digital? 100%. But uh-huh. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. And we're working on another strategy that leads to something else. So I need to be consistent there. You know, should I be consistent on Facebook? Yes, because I recognize when I'm consistent on Facebook, my network, when they're thinking about digital, they think about me first because they see this show all the time. So we need to make sure that this is showing up on Facebook, but I don't necessarily need to be consistent on Instagram, but should I be? Yeah, because we have a profile there. We should showcase some things, but I've taken some pressure off of myself for that because it's not necessarily driving me revenue. So the consistency comes back to the revenue driving activity. I've just like, you know, I know I just. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. It, it, it's quite interesting because we, we've often spoken about setting your goals and being intentional about that. And are you working the micro plans within that to achieve those goals? And every time I, I, I sit there and I, at the end of the week and I'm planning for the next week and analyzing, did I hit those markers? When it, when it comes to sales and moving those things forward, I'm overachieving those, I'm killing those. But there are the other areas where I, where I sit back and say, okay, why? Why did I not meet those? And do, did I set the right goal in that respect? And was that a reasonable place? And do I need to pivot a bit because the business is moving forward? The things that I, I'm seeking to do, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting those markers. And perhaps that is just not right for me. That's not the right place for me to be, or that's not the right thing for me. And you know, I, and I say this as I'm growing my business and as it's evolving, those are the things that I have to acknowledge and the very things I tell to my clients. Are you in front of your target audience? Is that moving forward? Do you need to lean into that a bit more? Give yourself a bit more grace and analyze and, and have your markers of your GPS and did I move in the right place? And inevitably in every one of those things, I'm looking at the numbers and the math is mapping. And, and that's my measurement point. The math is mapping. And it so, also shines so, on my back come tomorrow because I didn't do what I was supposed to do <laughs> on, that, on that piece. But, you know, it's a level setting what that expectation really should be. Exactly, right? So exactly. it's a level setting. So we kind of build a plan. And Michael's talked about this before. We build a plan and then the plan gets stagnant. The plan is ever breathing, ever changing. It is, <laughs> the business is living and the business starts to guide you. The plan is the roadmap you start off with in the beginning when you're like, all right, I think this is what I think. And I'm going to test this hypothesis out. And then when the hypothesis says, do this because it's going to drive you revenue, then you're like, all right, cool. I'm not going to do this one thing or take the pressure off of yourself not to do that one thing and become consistent with the thing that is doing, driving you the revenue, right? And re reframing those goals. And that's what we've learned in business. We have to kind of pull back, reframe the goals to be like, okay, this worked really well. This was, it wasn't out of left field, but it happened in a way I didn't expect it to happen. So let me take heed of that. Hence the reason why we consistently have a show. This was the Clubhouse find. I got on Clubhouse. You know the deal. 365 days. I was like, what is this animal? We don't know. It's COVID. Let me figure it out. 
got there. And the minute we got there, it was just like, man, there is a community. People want to hear what we're saying. People need to hear what we're saying. It's important to their business. They're giving us feedback. They're telling us things. I am at the pulse of the, the, the digital marketing world. I'm at the pulse of all the small businesses. They're now feeding me information to adapt my strategy. And that's where I became. I became consistent in a thing that drove me revenue. So while everyone was like, hey, I don't know that we could do that. I'm like, absolutely. Because each time, my, Michael will tell you, it drove us revenue. In the beginning, we were like, how are we going to monetize this? I was like, oh, I don't know. But then we started to figure out how we started to monetize it. And then that turned into something different. And then that turned into something different. But all iterations of this is now, now we have this show. This is an iteration from the clubhouse because we recognize we need to be visible constantly. Visibility gets us in front of our target audience. Visibility is what drives people to us. And that is what, that's where we're consistent. But now we're consistent within a time frame, right? So we're consistent for a season. So we're saying, hey, we're going to do this show from this time to this time. But where are we going to be consistent when the show is on break? What are we going to do to make sure that we're still showing up in those places? What are we going to do to make sure we're still engaging with those folks? Because, and then it ties back to our seasonality as well too, right? When is our next season of people coming to say, hey, we want to work with you? And we understand that's going to be in September, October, December. People are going to be like, oh, because those are our times. So we're really taking that consistency, connecting it with the seasonality, and then looking at, Andrew, as you said, the optimization, right? I think it's important, too, to restate something Michael said. And then I have one other thing to say, you know, there's the plan and then there's your reality and, and, how, and how it evolves based upon, you know, if you need a plan to put it in and, and go through it. And when we go back to consistency, something that I think about is like, Michelle, you have no problem awaking at 3 a.m. in the morning you know, with, without a doubt to, to, to do this show because of, you know, where, where I live, where I reside. And, but you can't, you know, do a 45 second short. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, very telling to me that I, I do not think to accommodate that. And it's like, I'm breathing to do that. I'm awakening before the alarm even goes off. And, and then as, as you said, I'm always selling, I'm always talking, always converting something. And why is that, you know, difficult in many arenas, but that's like breathing for me. So why, you know, lean into what is natural to me that's converting the sales, that's moving the business forward. And I'll modify that other stuff and understand later, does that really fit my business model and who I am in my brand? And, and that moves along as time moves along. And that self-assessment and self-awareness, I think is important to get one, give yourself grace and two, be prepared to pivot and be fluid in some areas because that is as important to your business as having that plan and having some consistency then be consistently able to modify as time moves along. What she said, that's my problem. <laughs> that's it. I get up, I'm doing this show, but yeah, I can't, 45 seconds shorts take me like an hour. <laughs> That's just... But but so 45 short taking you an hour means that, and I'm a diagnose right now, means that there is the process, right? There's a process issue, right? And so what is the process? Yeah. It comes back to the operations of a 45 second short, because you're also having these clear conversations on this show. So now if you were to do a 45 short 
45 seconds short, I can tell you right away, it's about, hey guys, I too struggle with being consistent because there's an opportunity to be vulnerable. And then he, I talked about it on the show today and take a listen because maybe some of the things we've talked about can help you too. That's your 45 seconds short if you had to think through the process. It's something that you're already doing in this show that you then take and you focus in on to share and get people to come back and watch the show or get people to come back and look at what you're doing because you're, you're, I think it's a matter of sometimes we're overthinking the thing, yeah. right? And I've been in a state of overthinking for a long time. I'm working with, um, I'm working with a performance enhancement doctor who's teaching me different things. And one of the things I'm learning is about maybe sometimes I can extra think, but a lot of things I'm not overthinking anymore because we have, you have the content, you have the, we have the process. So it's really simplify. And it's really getting to that place of something to create a 45 second video, you should really be taking maybe about 15 minutes, if that much, to go through, give yourself an opportunity. And then what are you going to say? Write it down, get some bullet points, write those bullet points down and, or go back and listen to this show right after when you've talked about what you've talked about, listen to yourself, pull that information and say that again. So creating a short should become something that becomes a part easy but consistently if you create shorts do shorts help you to drive visibility does it help you to achieve a goal and if it helps you to achieve a goal of revenue driving visibility doing the thing then absolutely put it into your process right if it doesn't then you have to kind of say okay cool the shorts aren't necessarily helping me to achieve a goal of the visibility the awareness the revenue so maybe I'm focused on these things. When I use the show, I'm doing it for this, blah, 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 right? And I know we require shorts for the show, so you're still going to have to do them. <laughs> now you know why it takes so long to share it sometimes. <laughs> so, Nia, I really am going to do it before the end of the week, I promise. You know? <laughs> Dana is saying yes to Mara. Consistency is key where uh, there are results. Um, where there are results, that's definitely key. And use a teleprompter feature or an app, right? That's really a good solution as well too for doing things like that. But let's dig into you know the areas. I think so for businesses. I think it's really about understanding what are your goals. And the consistency has to connect to the activity that connects back to the goal. Right. So rightfully so, if a short is not doing one of the things that it should do for your business, then maybe it is a lower priority for you. Um, understanding, too, while they're consistent things that you're doing, they're things that should be testing in the background as well, too, because they're new things that you're going to bring into the formula. But you're not just going to add them to the rotation right away and be like, oh, I'm doing this now and it's going to be great. You're going to test those things in the background to see, all right, is this a new audience? Is this the right audience? You're going to test them and then you're going to bring them when it does it does what you want it to do. One of your goals did it get me awareness? Did it get me result? Did it get me an email address? Did it get me revenue? Then you're saying, hey, I can add this into the pie. And now where does this fit into my customer journey? So it's always finding that I'm consistent with these five things on a weekly basis because it achieves one of my goals. So the action even has to tie right back to the goal, right? And where you're consistent. So we're overwhelmed and not consistent because we're doing things that are not goal driven. A lot of times we're doing what I like to call the busy work, right? The feel busy. I'm getting stuff done. I am 
But where is that, you know, what's that formula for where we need to be consistent? Michael, you've been so quiet. <laughs> oh, listen, this is, you know, Andrea said it, we're tying into, you know, optimization. Um, I, I like that we're honing in on your first port of call is to understand what's driving you revenue, revenue at your marketing. So that's your first port of call. So again, you're going back to numbers, you're going back to performance and then leaning into where performance is good and getting it better. So I, I just like that we're taking that tack. Um, I'm hearing, you know, I can almost hear people listening and saying, yeah, boy, content, oh my goodness. And sometimes we fall, oftentimes, not sometimes, oftentimes we fall into that trap of, you know, looking at, at competition, looking at the platform and just thinking, well, I need a post every day. Well, do you need a post every day? And what does it drive? Exactly as you've been saying, Tamara, what, what does it drive? You know, that tends to be the first question we get from customers. How often should I post? Well, and the answer is always, we don't know yet, yet, but we can come to an answer, right? We can even come to an answer, which days are the best days to post? But out the gate, if that's your mindset of how much will I have to post, that's where you need to make that shift immediately. 100%, because how much you have to post, is that relevant to a goal, right? And it's so what we're doing is we're, we're getting caught up in the shiny object of I need to be in this space posting. You know what I'm saying? Like when we hear that question, I'm always like, I'm like, hold my breath, hold my breath. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's not... When, when you say consistency, one of the things that first came to my mind, besides, you know, Michelle, you don't, you know, you have to shift there. One of the things that I tell my clients often is your interaction and your communication with the clients that you do have in your space and that, that constant touch point and, you know, testing or, or making sure they're okay, making sure that they're in the right space, understanding that you're at the pulse of what's important to them. Are you communicating well with your internal teams so that the business keeps moving forward? And those actions need to remain consistent as well, because that's a business practice. That's, that's really either going to move your business forward or it's going to stall your business. That social media thing and, and, and having that aspect and trying to bring people into your world and also having some exposure for your business is one thing. But don't forget about the people that you have already brought in that you've made that sale to and that constant communication because you've acquired them already and already obtained had that high cost of acquisition there and you're trying to keep them in your sphere. That review that we talked about, how are you doing with those things, that's going to have help with the no like trust. Are you consistent there? Are you consistent in cross-selling and upselling to keep someone within your family and having that 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 cost per client increase accordingly to hit your revenue goals. I'd rather focus my time on being consistent in those spaces and making sure I fine tune that because we are, they're already at the bottom. I've either acquired them or they're at the bottom of my funnel already. Then always sitting in, in my new shiny, you know, object place where, you know, the young people with no lines in their face are sitting, you know, they you know, I, you know, I'm trying to keep up with these young folks, but, you know, it is okay though. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it, right? It's exactly where we you know? need to be consistent and identify those areas where you need to be consistent in your digital yeah. marketing efforts. Right. And most times people go to social media and sometimes it's just not, it's not the social it's media. It's not your place. That's not, not who your people are. They don't, yeah. they don't go there or understand where your audience resides and how your target audience needs to be communicated 
issue and are, uh, is it in your brand voice? Is it meeting their need? And is that moving your sale and your business forward? And you don't all, you know, the data will tell you that. <laughs> it will tell you where you need to be and that consistent component as you see that money coming in, you're going to lean into that and you become consistent. You know, you, yep. it's something that we have to fine tune, but like that cash register ring. Yep. So I this week, we talked a little bit about last week, actually, her and I had a conversation around her strategy, right? So she's out, she's in Trinidad. Um, so I, I don't know when she sees it, she's gonna be like, what? <laughs> so, um, so we were talking about her sales, how things were going, uh, what she was doing. And a lot of what she wanted to do was based on her feeling and her aspiration and how she felt as a customer of her brand. Right. And I was just like, you're what, you're not your customer. Doesn't <laughs> what you feel about those things really don't matter. You're not your customer and start getting outside of your customer's pocket. Uh, she started to then evaluate and like spend time looking at the people that buy from you just be nosy and go check out their profile, see what it is they're doing with their lives. Right. Because number one, you're you're looking at their pockets and you your price points is connected to what you feel it should be and not necessarily what it should be based on that right so she went she came back she's like hey you know i looked at the target audience and she's like oh my god they were like hanging out chilling buying stuff they work here they spend this they do this they make this much and they consistently they buy from her consistently whether she's you know advertising or not so she started to kind of understand that persona a little bit more and she's just like okay so let me take this information and run some ads <laughs> okay she was just testing she ran three dollars in ads and made sales and i was just like gotcha so what are we gonna do now so now she's going to pull back and she's looking going to look at the things that drive her revenue and she's going to be consistent with those things and all the things that she wanted wanted to do <laughs> because she felt like it was going to be amazing and she wanted to switch it up that's the other thing too right businesses love to switch it up <laughs> your customer does not love you to switch it up <laughs> You're, they don't want you to switch it up. They, If they wanted you to switch it up, then they would move from business to business, right? They're looking for consistency. <laughs> They're looking for the message being reiterated to them that you are the right place for me. And as they get through, so a lot of people are also thinking at the top of the funnel. So as we're moving through that top of the funnel, it's that communication and that consistency of how are you connecting with me to try to get my results? So consistency really has to come back to what are the things that are achieving my goals and how do I focus on doing those things? And then in the back burner, I'll do some testing to see other things that I could bring to the front burner and be consistent with. And sometimes the consistency is maybe three or four things. It's really not a lot of things. It's not all the things you think it should be, right? Go back to, and, and how are your goals lined up? What is the most important? Is it revenue? Is it building the database? Is it visibility? Or is it all the things at the at, at the same time? Because visibility makes sure that you're always talking to people at the top of the funnel, mm -hmm. moving them through your process. And then you have that, you know, you're hitting the revenue goal. So what's the core of people that need to get to my revenue goal? Where do I need to be consistent to get to my revenue goal? And then how am I consistent with the other stuff that matters? So it's also weighting them. I think it's important.
important to weight where you're consistent? Is revenue the most important? Uh, are they all weighted the same or, you know, are they weighted differently? So you can go through your process and, and give it some type of, hey, this is, I want to spend 60% of my time here. I want to spend 40% of my time here. I want to spend 20% of my time here because this does this to help me achieve my business goals. There are times when we're, we're working as a team and I just say, hey, revenue driving activities. Next week, we are focusing, we're taking time away from everything else that we're doing just to focus on revenue driving activities. We have two things we want to accomplish. We're going to jump into it. We're going to be really consistent, the entire team for a week, build it out. And then we look to see how do we loop it into our, the things that we do, the show, the this, where does it fit into what we're doing already so we can now bring this this piece into the into the puzzle that we've already created, right? So it's using what you have, it's simplifying. Uh, it's, is it easy? Absolutely not. <laughs> but if you understand your business and you understand what works, write it down and do that <laughs> over and over and over and optimize that. And in the small business space, especially if you're in that B2B space where continuity is, is something key that you want to present, right? Um, a lot of businesses will not work with a smaller business because they feel, what, you're going to disappear in a couple of months. You're going to disappear by next year. So consistency also helps to, to promote that, you know, just as you said, Tamara, you were 365 days. If I want to work with you, I know you're around. I know where you are. I know where you are every morning. And I saw, you know, I, I see that dedication. I think we downplay, you know, the value of that, right? Because consistency is going to speak to your bottom line. And consistency at, in, at this point in time, in this day and age, before AI takes over everything, that consistency can be a significant competitive advantage that you build. It is a hell of a competitive advantage that you build because regardless of if I am not consistent with other things, as far as Monovan Digital is consistent, it is, I've proven myself to be consistent, right? I've proven that I can be consistent and then I continue to show up. So it's proving, hey, man, she's consistently there. So the 365 to the now scheduled show, it's fine that we had to shift things and, right? It's not realistic to do 365 all the time, but it shows that consistency, that consistency. And- I talk about it when I'm talking to clients, right? I, I like my, I, you know, I, I always say small businesses, we should boast. It took me a while to get to that place, but that's something that I, I mean, I boast about it here. <laughs> I, mean, I say it, right? I say, you know, that's, that's who we are here at Monovan Digital. We'll rock with you for 365 days. I've done things for 360. I've dedicated time to a community for 365 days to make sure they understand that they should not get got by other digital marketing agencies if they understand the fundamentals of their digital marketing. So I'm here to expose give the information and that's okay. If you want to work with me, we can absolutely, you can absolutely work with me because we will teach you how to understand your digital better. And you kind of become the owner of that conversation, ask the right questions so you can get to that place of getting to your ROI, you know, cause that's really that. And so I think that did a lot for us to, to prove that we were there. We were always there. And that helps us to really grow our revenue exponentially. Right. We're not out here saying that we're making millions, right. We're not out here saying, you know, <laughs> You know, right now, you know, we're working on being thousandaires, <laughs> you know, but that's a step, you know, but we're not out here doing what a lot of you, a lot of people see with the marketing, which is like, get to this at this time. It's hard work. It's dedication. It's being consistent. It's finding your magic formula. And
and it's working that blueprint over and over and over till you get to that place of achieving your goals. And then it's taking that and scaling it. And that's, we just talked about blue check mark, right? Consistency also provides your brand with, you know, some risk mitigation against fraud. Because if I am posting inconsistently, that opens a window for somebody else to post something. My community has no idea, you know, there's no feel of, well, this this is not from Monoband because I've been too inconsistent with what I've put out there, right? So there's no differentiating, well, this is not what I'm accustomed to. But when I'm consistent, something else can come across my view and I can immediately say, that's not, you know, so like we had a client and this happened to a client. We had a client who had a security incident on IG. And immediately as I saw the post, because of the work we'd been doing, the templates that we had built, this stood out like a sore thumb immediately that this could not have been them posting. And we were able to flag it, deal with it quickly. So consistency is also, also speaks to risk mitigation as well. And you know what I what I was gonna say about consistency. So I like that point that you know it, it helps you to manage that risk part. But because I think the way you need to think about it is, you know, we have this saying here, um, drip bit, drip by drip, this fill the bucket, right? We say that in the Caribbean, drip drip, this fill the bucket. And what it means is that you don't want the gush of water all you know at all at once, because then when that gush happens, when that gush happens and it's done, it's done, right? but you want a, a, a certain amount consistently all the time. And if your content can do that for you, that goes all the way to your cash flows because it means consistently, you, it, that is better to have at least two sales a month coming through. Come, you know for sure because you've built in this amount of consistency into your content and you know it's working for you because that's what you've been saying. You're focusing on what is working for you. You know it's working for you. So two sales coming in every month, you could count, you know, you could count that. When you get your, your big gush, it happens from time to time. You go viral, great. But um, what you want to look at is making sure little by little, because that's what the consistent content is doing. And I think that's what, that's what we need to think about it. That is better and more sustainable than trying to go viral all the time. Because if you're only focusing on going viral, it means you're dependent on the gush. You're dependent on that rush. And that could not, that, that is not consistent. Well, and so also viral, I, like viral is a dirty word for me, right? I, I don't want my clients to go viral, right? I don't want them to go viral because it, it comes with a lot. You Because is it your target audience? Is it the right people? Is it the right customer base? Is it my ideal customer? Is it all those things when I go viral, right? But that consistency can still get to scaling and growth. Viral is just a dirty word that happens where people people go viral and there's a lot that comes with that that we don't see on the other side, right? And are they viral for the right thing, the right reason, tied to their business goals, right? So viral is just a dirty word. <laughs> and, yeah, and, I, and we've I've had that viral experience, right? Like, so I've had that viral right. experience with the business. I love it. I think, that should be on a banner somewhere. Viral, yeah. is, a, viral is a dirty word. It's a dirty word. Let, let me tell you, I've had that experience with a business. We've had something go absolutely viral. It's a bushfire. You cannot control it because there's no saying when it happens. Tamara is absolutely right. I will call all the things in step. Yes, it meant that we had to actually insulate our business because it went viral. Because it 
it seemed to be something that you know was not safe etc we had to put disclaimers up we had to do a lot of things just to manage that right and in the end it did nothing for our business absolutely nothing so going viral if you're an artist or so i can see the need that you want a song to go viral you want you know you want that visibility that's one space i can see it working but in the business space most often times it's like trying to control a fire exactly allison that is very true you do lose sight of your ideal customer when you experience that viral as she said thingy you're right and if you're not if you're not prepared if that's not an intentional and good morning good morning the the intention behind prepping for a moment like that i, I think it was on, on a clubhouse show uh Tamara, we spoke about how, uh, one of the people that we know and a very prominent person that he was going to be involved with the house of chicken and uh, having her come on the show and she said, are you ready for what's going to happen to your business? Because this is going to be a viral moment and is your infrastructure prepared for the onslaught of the people because you get one opportunity. You got one opportunity to make that very first great impression. And can you handle for this in a sustainable way to manage the longevity of a moment like this and like you said michael it can go the wrong way so can you consistently work this into your business practice to take that one moment in time to make that wave work it for you to, to ride it and that is a scary place to sit in looking for that one you know 15 second moment of fame to either move your business forward or kill it it can kill it it can kill your business and so I, I think that that's a that's an interesting thing that I think I would rather avoid. I think that's yeah. why it's for, for me. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, viral virus that you know. Yeah. It, it sounds sickly, but anyway, <laughs> on the other side of it, I think too. You know, going back to you know the twelve step program that I that I spoke to at the beginning on the consistency part is that feeling strategy, like let's not have that feeling strategy and 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 find a way to maintain something consistent and, and, and understand your target audience and ride that wave of your target audience and speaking to them in a consistent way that they receive information that fits into your business models that, that you may display your land gap, your something extra and move that forward. That's where we need to focus our time and attention. And so to, to bring it back to what well, we, you know, we, 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 we sidetracked, but I think this was a great conversation. Seven reasons why co uh, content consistency, and it's more than just content, right? So I don't want to just put this into just content because it's consistency across the board. Uh, so I, we, we have to make sure and even change that title when we put this up on YouTube because we, we can't just focus on content only, right? It's, it's just about consistency. What does it do for you, right? It builds that familiarity. It earns trust, which is different from people just finding out about you, right? Uh, it also helps with, uh, you know, to stay top of mind after you've earned trust, stay in top of mind. So people are always kind of thinking about your brand. Uh, people are like, oh, and when they're ready, they actually come to your brand. They're like, oh, you know what? These people do that. They work on that. Tamara does that. Monoban does that. Uh, the other thing it does is it reduces churn, you know, and I, I didn't even, I was like, churn, this word is just so funny to 
me. <laughs> I was like, butter? And so I wanted to put a definition here because the churn rate is sometimes known as the attrition rate. And that is the rate at which customers stop doing business with a company over a given period of time, right? Churn may also apply to number of subscribers. So losing subscribers, gaining subscribers, more so losing, right? So you want to think about that as well too. So, so really being consistent helps with that. Uh, simplifying the customer journey. When you're consistent, you simplify the customer journey because you show up in a place. You know, if someone can't find you, they're like, oh, you know what? I knew that I know they do this video on YouTube. I know that they they know how to connect with you and get to you. It also exp improves the experience, right? If you have a space where you're there's a community, maybe you're doing a monthly Zoom, maybe you're doing a workshop like Andrea does, maybe you're doing things where they can connect with you. It really definitely improves the experience because now they're interacting with you and connecting with you a bit more, right? Um, the other thing it does is that it boosts your ROI. It boosts that return on the investment because you're spending a lot of time on your digital marketing efforts. You're spending a lot of time in digital because as small businesses at this point, we have no choice. We must be in that digital space. Uh, and so we spend a lot of money on it. So how do you boost your ROI? And consistency helps with that. So it's consistency across your content, across your marketing, across your infrastructure, across all the pieces of your online presence is where you want to find that consistency, but you want to focus in on the things that are driving revenue. Where in my online presence, Where what's driving me the revenue? What's getting me, helping me to achieve my business goals of more visibility? What's helping me to achieve my business goals of, you know, collecting more email addresses? And those are the areas that you want to spend time focusing in on and being really consistent in. So this was a fun show. <laughs> I think we all got to be candid. We got to be a little vulnerable. We got to be a little bit preachy. <laughs> all the things rolled up into one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun? I had fun, guys. Did you guys have fun? Well, you I, had fun. Well, I, I had yeah. fun. I had fun. You know, it's a little therapeutic, too. You know, we, well, we had a lot of perfect. You know, we're, and I love that, right? We're, while we're doing the marketing, it's not perfect, right? So, this is, I love to call it marketing in motion. And it's good for us to be able to share where we are, what we're going through, how we're seeing it. I love talking to our customers and coming back because if my customers are going through this, then I guarantee everyone who's listening to us as a small business is going through that issue as well. So it's sometimes simplifying. When you have a team, a small team, you're working all this stuff, it's like where you get lost in the weeds and focus in on those things that really, really matter for your business goals. So, all right, we have made it to the end of the show. <laughs> Allison's like, it's all good. Yup. Thank you for joining us this morning, Allison. So we've made it to the end of the show. Uh, you know what, just a few other things. Share, we need you to share this episode. <laughs> share this episode, share this episode with uh, any small business that you know, any medium-sized business that you know. Uh, we're talking about how to help you translate your business into digital. Today, we talked about consistency. So connect with us on YouTube, connect with us on LinkedIn, connect with us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon. I try to close my eyes now when I say it, all at your business in digital. This is exactly where we are hanging out, talking to you about how to achieve your business goals through digital marketing and 
digital, all your digital efforts, you know, we recognize that it can be daunting as a small business as you step into these places and learn a lot more about how to really get to that place with your business, right? The other thing is we want you to know where you are currently in your online presence. So take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. Where are you? Where are you? What's your, what are your benchmarks? This helps you to get that place of understanding your benchmarks. So definitely take the quiz. If you cannot scan the QR code, that's okay. Go hop over to YouTube. We'll make sure it is in the description so you can take the quiz. Take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. I got to say it three more times. <laughs> All right. So guys, this was an awesome show. Thank you so much. I had such a great time. We will see I love that they do that. <laughs> I feel like that adds so much to it. <laughs> That's my new favorite part, ladies. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, you have an amazing day. We are here at Your Business in Digital again, always talking to you about really how to trans translate your business into digital. We get that it sometimes can be daunting, but come out, check out our show, listen to mm -hmm. us. We'll help you break down the pieces. All right. Have an amazing day. Take it easy. Bye.